Welcome to the Mind Mapping Show with Mind Mapping Specialist Michael Tipper, bringing you the right information right now to help you understand, use, and apply this amazing technique. Join us each week to discover gems to help you quickly and easily boost your creativity, stimulate your memory, and supercharge your thinking. It has never been easier to tap into even more of your brain's potential using this simple tool. Now, here is your host, the mind mapping maestro himself, Michael Tipper. Hi, and welcome to this latest episode of the Mind Mapping Show. And in this edition, you are going to discover how mind mapping helps any student with ADHD quickly harness their unique creativity, easily increase their concentration, and rapidly improve their school results. Additionally, you'll discover how you can use mind mapping to easily improve your memory and how you can use it to give you laser-like focus if you've got a butterfly mind. It will also cover a step-by-step plan to help you use mind mapping so you can remember anything you want. And if you're a parent and you want one of your kids to understand how to use mind mapping, well, in this episode, we'll explore that as well. So who am I speaking to today? Well, today the interview is with Michelle Raz, who is an academic coach who uses mind mapping to help students identify and use their own unique strengths and talents with a focus on students with ADHD and people who have suffered brain trauma. It's a really interesting interview that I was delighted to have the opportunity to speak to Michelle. So enjoy the interview, and on the other side, I'll draw out some of the key points that come out from the ideas she shares with us. So see you at the end of the interview. Hi, this is Michael from Michael and Mind Mapping with another interview with someone who uses mind mapping in their daily lives. Now, when I first started sharing this amazing tool, it was with students. And so I'm especially excited about today's guest because she is an academic coach who helps students identify how to use their strengths and talents most effectively, and especially if they have a diagnosis of ADHD. So it's with great pleasure from coachingacademics.com that I welcome Michelle Raz. Michelle, welcome and thank you for being with us today. And thank you for having me today. Well, let's get started by finding out uh, a little about um, who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, my name is Michelle Raz, and I'm lo- located in the state of Colorado. I, my background has been education for uh, about 20 years, and I came to um, specifically have a passion for working with students struggling with ADHD. Um, This came from a very personal level since I had a daughter challenged with ADHD and was struggling in schools. At the time, there was not a lot of information for teachers on how to work with these students, um, very bright students, full of a lot of creativity, but really lacking um, time management, organization, hard time um, recalling information, working memory, um, basic executive functioning disorders. And so I took it upon myself to teach myself some tools to help my own daughter. And in that, I came across the Edge Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization out of Seattle, Washington, and began working with them about five or six years ago for my daughter. I became so intrigued with my own educational background and I decided to put myself through training. And so I took their recommended training in life coaching and then specifically ADHD coaching. And in about 
a year I was launched as a edge coach and been working with the edge foundation and now privately on my own now for about three years helping students. So you, you have a, a master's degree in education. Has that come about since exploring this way of helping your daughter? Actually, I had the master's in education curriculum and development um, for quite some time in the regular education field. I went further on to study how I could help these students with ADHD as um, a postgraduate out of um, my graduate degree program. So um, you mentioned that um, the, the features of that are people who are uh, full of creativity but struggle with time management and prioritization. Um, I, I work with a lot of, uh, of executives uh, and business people who would um, say that they have similar challenges. So how do you differentiate um, what may, someone may feel as a as normal challenge of dealing with the way they think to the diagnosis of ADHD? Um, great question. And yes, we all struggle with time management, organization, just general life management issues from time to time, depending on what we have going on in our personal lives. The challenge for the ADHD person is this is a daily challenge. It doesn't go away. And so they are without the normal um, executive functioning skills to be able to manage their lives, to manage academics specifically, the students I work with. And so I come in and help them on a day-to-day, week-to-week um, schedule. We might have a large goal, just as an executive might have a goal for their business or a personal goal in their life. Um, the students will have a, a, a goal. Um, it could be as simple as, I want to graduate high school or I want to go to college and then we backtrack and we break it down into chunks and these small chunks then build upon each other to reach a weekly goal which then turns into monthly goals and then in the end the big goal that they would have. So how is um, how does it manifest so uh, if you look at the range of say behaviors in a classroom mm -hmm. you will find that um, you, at the one end you've got uh, those people who are just misbehaving and just struggling and can't uh, and may not have an ability to the other end where people are struggling with their uh, thinking because they may have something like ADHD how do you how do you uh, how do you are able to differentiate between the, the, those those sorts of people? Well, by the time a student will get to me, they've been referred to me either through a parent, a teacher, or often um, a therapist that they have been seeing. And so that it's been established that they do truly have ADHD tendencies or actual diagnosis. To benefit from my academic coaching, you don't have to necessarily have a diagnosis, but you can say that this organization, this um, time management, not a, a, the inability to um, complete tasks, to control their impulses, um, lack of planning has got to be in such a way that it's affecting their goals. They're affecting their success in life. And so then it starts to chip away at how they look and feel about themselves. They don't have control over their own um, life, academics. So, so there's, a, there's a huge self-esteem issue, I suppose, when, when uh, uh, people have this um, uh, challenge and that they can't move, can't move forward in those areas when they see their, their maybe friends doing the same thing, I would imagine. 
Absolutely. And so the students that I see, I generally work from the students from 16 to 25, although I've seen them as young as 14. And I've worked with um, people as old as 40 years old. Um, but what I see is that once they can have some semblance of success, then we turn the corner and we start building upon those successes. And we and I together work with them to provide them tools and resources so that they can manage their day-to-day -day lives to reach those long-term goals. Now, one of the tools that you mentioned, that, that really great article I saw uh, on the, the coaching website, was that you use mind mapping to um, help these people uh, manage the way they think and harness that and focus it towards the goal. So first of all, how did you come across mind mapping? Um, great. Well, in my article, I talk about that the the structure of mind mapping is not new to educators. Um, teaching literacy years ago, you might call it webbing or brainstorming ideas, and where you have a central uh, theme and you branch out from that. And so I've been familiar with that in actually being um, somewhat of a right brain person really use those in my own life goals and planning. It was about two years ago that I went to a, an annual coaching, academic coaching conference, and I went to a presentation where they were talking about mind mapping. And for me, it was an immediate click because I had some reference to this in the way that I naturally had taught some courses years ago. And so... I was immediately enthralled with it and thought, how could I use this on a level with my students? And so it is something that is brings in the creativity in a very functional way, which my students that I work with with ADHD are highly creative, and their thoughts tend to um, be very random and they can be very rapid um, or the opposite I have can have a student that has inattentive type of ADD and they have the thoughts but they can't link them together so I brought home this information and developed my own unique way of using mind mapping with the local students and now I've branched off into um, working with people with brain trauma that might be having executive functioning um, dysfunctions. So coming back to the uh, working with ADHD, you're saying that um, it's not so much that the there's, there's nothing wrong with their thinking. It's just the management of that thinking. So it's all the ideas that are sparkling off there. Just, you're just using mind mapping as a way of helping them control those thoughts and guide them to a specific purpose. Absolutely. The management of those ideas. Um, most effectively that I've used in mind mapping has been the students with the ADHD um, often they will write down their their goals and it will be a lot of different goals some of their goals will interlap with each other and so by using mind mapping I actually work with a whiteboard with them and I will come with a central goal and what is it that they want to achieve and then we start working and branching out and as they can fire off ideas then we will put them in a mind map and color code them and then at the end we take a step back and we look and we talk about how it's all related and what paths we can follow and the enthusiasm has been fantastic with these students um, 
very much so that uh, they would prefer that than say a structured outline, typical linear type of top to bottom goal setting for them. Because their goals tend to change, but yet a lot of their goals are related. And so we can sidestep and it's a real great visual map for them to link their ideas to that central goal. So, so you facilitate their thinking by asking them a question based around a goal, and as they come up with the ideas, you capture them and map them on, on, the, on the whiteboard for them. Yes, I initially do that in the beginning to kind of show them and introduce them the mind mapping. Um, we do a real hands-on, and then we talk about it. Um, and then they can go on to use it on their own. But what we do is uh, I'll take a snapshot, actually, literally take a snapshot of that initial mind map and then we'll use that as a framework to change to add and often their new ideas are related and then we can look at where it goes and how if if it's a new what i call a subset goal then we can work that back through the mind mapping to the central large goal you mentioned earlier on that, that they would they prefer this to the outlining. I was speaking to someone only last week who was who was a writer, and she was saying that um, outlining should be illegal uh, because of the fact that it doesn't allow people to or it constrains people so much. So so I think uh, that there's, there's someone I've already spoken to who sort of shares that thought. Now, w- what is the sort of reaction from uh, from your students, the people who you're working with, when they first see this new way of, of exploring and and recording their thoughts? Well, I will say that they enjoy the color coding, um, and often these students that come in, I'll go back to that self-esteem, they, a lot of them have been told they're very um, impulsive, uh, they're very distractible, and that they're not organized. And so then when they see this mind map, and we can weave back how that uh, atypical thought is really linked to their goal, generally they may seem somewhat impulsive, unorganized, but in their large framework, there is actually a link that goes back to their goal. So they can see that, okay, that might be something impulsive, thought, random, but really it has to do with a motivation back to that goal. And it can be something that's just simply a motivation that they need to do in order to continue on a course for, say, like an academic goal. Um, when, when you frame the, um, the challenge they have with their thinking, is it a framing of helping them uh, manage a, uh, a situation or is it a case of just helping them uh, build on what is actually a strength? How do you, how do you position it? Absolutely. Coaching does come from a point of strength. And so we never talk about the deficits. We always talk about what it is they can do. We, we talk about the deficit in our first meeting as coaching just as an intake. Um, they don't need to be focused on what they can't do. What we look at is, is to harness what they can do. Um, I had a client just recently come in and uh, this was a brain trauma one, and, and it wasn't even academic. This was uh, working memory. We really just struggling with working memory. And so we did a mind map specific to him 
for what can we do to improve the working memory. We know that you can't remember. The short-term memory is, is damaged here. And so we came up with, um, we used mind mapping to brainstorm ideas, what he knows works, what the psychology field says works, and then meshing the two together and what he's willing to do and is capable to do in his own life to help himself with his working memory. And so we've mapped out a plan, and what we call it in coaching is an action plan. So we now took the mind map and put it into an action plan, and the end result is for him to improve his working memory. Um, and it was a beautiful tool to use for that. And he was able to involve his family um, and then a little bit of research in what he already does. And we, we've come up with a, a wonderful idea that could be a little business even for him. So you never know. Sometimes mind mapping can take you to places you would have never thought were possible when you make the connections. So do you see actually any progress, if, for example, this particular person you're talking about, have you seen when, when they use it themselves, do you see an improvement in, in the memory function? Well, absolutely, because when they're in the process and you start using color coding has been something um, people have used for years to help solidify information in their mind. Um, but when you combine the way the brain naturally works with our synapses, and, and I always think of them shooting off like our nerve cells, with the color coding and the hands-on with the students that I work with or the clients, that tends to stick in and the motivation is there. And it's unique. And that uniqueness and freshness of the idea also captures a lot of that attention. So um, the enthusiasm that I have seen for the people to do that is wonderful. And as far as them taking it to use on their own, I would say they do on a simpler form. My encouragement is for the people to get into mind mapping software that they could actually use at home. Most of the people that I work with, we work hands-on or they might do it during class time um, on a piece of paper. So have you ever have you seen any of your students migrate naturally to do it hands-on to the sort of same sort of fidelity that uh, you would use it? Yes, absolutely. It's a natural, once you get the idea, for the students that I work with, they really feel comfortable with their ideas. Um, it's They don't have to force an idea into a structure, i.e. an outline. They can let it be more free-form, free-flowing. And why, why do you think mind mapping works so well? Coupled with the research that I've read is that it truly is a natural way to integrate ideas to a central goal because you can add on as branches and you're not confined and constricted to a real structured linear type of thinking. It lends itself away, as I said earlier, to let your ideas flow naturally and see how they connect to your central goal. Now, we've been talking predominantly about uh, those who have challenges in their thinking, but mm -hmm. it also um, benefits those people who, who may not face the same sort of challenges. So 
Uh, it's one of those tools that you can... That I, I like using the term, a rising tide raises all ships. And I think it's a classic example of that. So have you any thoughts on why, on, on, on one end of the spectrum, it may help someone who has a, a brain trauma injury improve their, their memory, but on the other hand, other end of the spectrum might have a, a high-flying academic who uses it to raise their ability to think even higher. What do you think it is about the tool that allows um, the same tool to be applied to ostensibly two different ends of the spectrum, but have a similar uh, effect? Yeah, that's a great point. And when I was first researching mind mapping, it really was for the executive. Um, and because it's the natural way our brains fire off messages and um, one idea leads to another idea, which leads to another idea. And so it's a natural way for our brain to harness ideas. And I think when you let it go naturally, the possibilities are endless with new ideas because you're you're branching out and seeing how they connect i will go back to my trauma person um the brain injury itself doesn't allow that person to um really think and maintain his memory but with through mind mapping we were able to branch out come with a very obscure idea and go to back to the central goal of increasing memory and so the ability to branch out you might have a connection very far out on your mind map that then can get moved closer to that central goal that you would have never thought of before but it lends itself to such a creative natural way of thinking it really promotes uh, new ways of, of doing business and do you get the same sort of effects whether you're using the hand-drawn variant or soft or the software? For me, it's really the person. And if they're technologically savvy, some of my students prefer the Internet. I work with people all over the United States. I, I might work with somebody on the East Coast or the West Coast because of the power of the Internet. And so with those students, you can use tools um, – like an education blackboard collaborate and you could actually mind map together there or you can direct them to a website um, and then the people that I work with hands-on actually physically come into my office as far as whether one is better than the other um, I think it's situational uh, depending on and with the use of technology and so much ability to work together as in like say a, a Go to meeting or a blackboard collaborate, you could really do it as if you were hands on. I think the last couple of years, the technology has got to the stage where uh, you can effectively get the benefits of both. I personally uh, started out hand drawing mind maps because I started nearly 20 years ago, mm -hmm. and the technology over the last few has taken a while, but only recently, uh, I have an iPad now, and I can—I don't have paper mind maps anymore because they're all on an iPad. But the software is getting to the stage where it almost replicates the hand-drawn process. So, um, mm -hmm. in my mind, I think I think if uh, if you don't have the, the the software to do it like that, then I always advocate people using both. Absolutely, yes. So, so if you were to sort of summarise the benefits of uh, using mind mapping, what would you say would be the top three? Ah, okay, top three. Um, 
You can say you can have more if you want. Okay. I thought <laughs> say as many as you want, but start with the top three. For me, um, working with the people that I work with, the organization, number one. Um, we were able to harness those new ideas and organize them. Um, and as far as time management, once you've harnessed that, it's very efficient. Once you get into getting your ideas down and it's in an organized fashion, um, the, the time management piece, the outcome, like say if you're writing a paper or you have an idea and you just don't know what direction to go in your idea, once you get that down, organized, it's very swift and it's efficient. And then the visual piece, along with just the acting out piece of it, I think makes it so much easier to um, remember what it is your goal is because they, after you've done a mind map, it's just easier to recall visually, with, when you, especially when you're using color coding. Are, are there any uh, specific activities that using mind mapping lends itself to in, in the work that you do? Absolutely. Um, what what I do is I use it for their goal, their long-term goal, and then we start branching out initially. Um, you could even look at it this way as if you had a year-long goal, and then you could branch out to your monthly goals, and then you could branch out to the weekly goals, and then you could prioritize in your day-to-day coaching based off those weekly goals. And then in the end, you come back to look at what it is that that overall goal was. Okay, okay. And do you have, um, you talked about uh, the uh, gentleman with the, with the brain trauma, do you have any specific stories relating to some of the students that uh, you've worked with that uh, uh, may inspire someone to um, take up mind mapping to support their thinking development? Um, yeah, I actually have a college student that I've been working with that has the ADHD um, and he has been using mind mapping for his goal setting and, and this was a simple goal of um, raising his grade point average. And through the use of mind mapping, we've talked about strategizing, you know, the, the inner goal of what the outcome was for college into branched out to the different classes and what needed to be done on each class. And then we go on a weekly basis to go over that. And he far exceeded his goals. Um, I mean, you know, specifically it was to be above a three-point on a four-point scale, and he's running a four-point, and he's never been so organized in his entire life by using this type of thinking. Now, is well, we've been talking about mind mapping in a sort of a, almost a remedial context. Um, is it taught as a technique, as a as a across the board to students, or is it only used in a sort of specialist way where where you work? Well, in actuality, it's fantastic for any type of academics, but specifically. Um, for literature writing, if you were taking a, a writing course and you wanted to organize a, or a research paper, um, in my personal um, comfort zone, was that's where I utilized mind mapping in the past much more effectively than, say, an outline for a paper. Mm. And so, and that was for general education. I, I actually, this last summer, taught a group of kids from China, high school students, American literature, and wrote short stories. And what a fabulous use for that. And uh, you, you started um, your journey with helping people with ADHD by uh, helping your daughter. Um, how easy does she uh, take up mind mapping? Well, 
she is very creative and visual and full of uh, everything she does is very um, artistic. And so mind mapping for her was an absolute natural, um, very, very nonlinear thinking person. And so mind mapping for her has been one to um, use it to look at what her long-term goals of college were and working it inward to figure out what she needed to do. So um, she was a great candidate for the mind mapping. And one of the things that I, the biggest frustration I get when I talk to people who have bought into mind mapping is that when they have kids, they want to share this great tool they found with their kids, but then it comes to the situation when, oh, mom or dad, don't shut up about mind mapping. They don't want to know about it. So do you have any tips for parents who... <laughs> Uh, hear this about how can you inspire the, their kids to take up this obviously fabulous tool? Well, probably by not labeling it and just doing it and just having fun with it. And then in the end, oh, by the way, this is what they call this. And especially if you're using a computer program, the kids don't want the details. They just want to do. And so if you get them in there and start just doing it, and I, and it's interesting you say kids, because most of the people I work with are older, um, you know, young adults or adults. But little kids getting started on this would have a just naturally be inclined to have fun with this, the way they can just go off with their ideas and not even know what the name is until the end. And, oh, by the way, <laughs> that's kind of what I tend to do is to teach them by just doing it action. Uh, and how old was your daughter when you introduced it to her? Oh, she is 12 years old. And, and what uh, and uh, how is she coping with, with her condition now in, in terms of... Uh, what she doing now? Well, let's just say she went from a student that really hated school, and this is a combination of just academic coaching and um, use of mind mapping, um, to a student that is um, driven to take college classes um, as a senior in high school to get ahead. And really, through the use of mind mapping, she actually found her passion, uh, and she found her strength. And now everything she does relates back to that. And so she has taken her education on her hands herself and has gone to the local community college to begin courses before she even gets to college, which we just didn't have a clear idea of who she was, what her strengths were, and needed to really hone in on that. And that's the other true gift about people with ADHD. Through the use of mind mapping, you can find their strengths. And we found her strength, and she, once you do that, they can hone in, and that energy that they have that is so unconventional in a classroom setting, they can really weed out what's not necessary and just focus on what is going to get to that goal. And she's done a great job just sticking to what it is that she is good at and how she's going to make that happen. And that mind mapping software is what we look at to guide her on all her decisions now. Uh, which software specifically do you use as a matter of interest? Well, there has been um, several free ones that I tend to use online, and so, but I'm actually kind of interested in noon one, a noon one, um, and it's uh, MindWorks. Okay. Yeah. It's, 
it's one I've heard of. I haven't investigated. But mind works. Mm -hmm. Okay, what I'll do on the uh, uh, on the show page for this site, I'll put a link to to mind works. Uh, there's a lovely uh, quote on your website which says, "Every student can learn, just not on the same day or the same way." And it seems that mind mapping is just one of the ways of uh, of helping harness. A, a, a person's ability to learn. Absolutely, by focusing on what they can do, not discussing what they can't do, and then using mind map to then weave in their strengths to what they can and want to do as a goal. Michelle, that's fantastic. Now, tell us who, again, who might benefit from the work that you do. Okay. Um, yes, anybody, to be honest, anybody struggling with time management, organizational, having a hard time completing tasks, life management, um, impulsive, ADHD people, you know, are the, my focus, anybody suffering from executive functioning um, disorders, and then anybody that just really has a lot on their plate that needs to be really streamlined and organized. And where might they find you? Um, my website is coachingacademics.com. And is there a telephone they could use if they need to get in touch with you? Sure, 970-846-8145. And I might, add, I might add that I'm also in a professional listed in the CHAD organization in the state of Colorado and then the EDGE Foundation based out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, and are there websites for those organizations? Yes, Chad is C H A D D dot org. Okay, fabulous. Uh, Michelle, thank you very much indeed for your time. It's been wonderful hearing how you've taken this very straightforward tool, very simple tool, but used it to help enhance the lives of um, many people who probably without it may have sort of struggled thinking there was something wrong with them when all it was they just didn't have a tool to deal with their unique strengths and talents. Thank you very much indeed for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Now I really enjoyed speaking to Michelle and it is always inspiring to me when I encounter someone with that level of passion and enthusiasm for the work they do. And clearly she is inspiring in the way she's using mind mapping to help people who are struggling to deal with their thought processes, whether they be students with ADHD or even executives who are struggling to deal with vast amounts of information. Some of the problems these two different groups of people have are actually quite similar and the solution to some of their challenges can be found in the same tool, i.e. mind mapping. Now there were a different a range of different applications that Michelle uses to tool for. So I asked her what were the three main benefits that she got from using mind mapping. She said that the main advantage she and her students gained were the organization of ideas, the efficiency that comes from using the tool, i.e. time management, and the ability to remember information. And in this case, that was the goals that she helped her students to set. Now one of the things I think it is important for a lot of people to understand is the fact that our mind just sparkles with ideas. Often when we try to organise those ideas, it might seem difficult if we're using conventional line paper. If we just wrote them down on a piece of paper as we've probably been taught, then it might appear that we're impulsive or even disorganised. However, what mind mapping does is it allows us to capture our thoughts and it enables and this stimulates our creativity that sparkle that is the fountain of the generation of ideas. So we're able to capture them as they appear and the beauty of using mind mapping is that you can start organising your ideas, moving them around and maybe get insights from the process and perhaps even see different connections between different parts of the map that you're creating that might otherwise have remained hidden or harder to see 
had you taken a more conventional approach to gather and organise your thoughts. Now, the beauty of this approach is that you're able to break down a large goal into smaller, more manageable chunks. Often one of the challenges I certainly see when I'm working with people when they're trying to move forward on a project is that it often becomes extremely overwhelming unless you break it down. And my mapping is certainly suited to this application. So here's a suggestion for you. If you're working on a particular goal or particular project, then use my mapping as a way of capturing all the things that need to be done, all the tasks, all the projects, everything that you can think about relating to that particular goal. And once you've done that, then start organising your random thoughts into meaningful chunks. And while you're doing this, you may find that other ideas will appear and also make a note of those. In fact, I did this just the other day. I was looking at updating one of my websites and was starting to get overwhelmed with what needed to be done. So I opened up my iPad, got out my mind mapping software app and started to brainstorm everything I could think about relating to that goal. Then what I did was I organised those ideas into big chunks. Once I did that, I started to get a better feel of how the project was going to evolve. I was then able to break down my big goal into smaller sub-goals and then those smaller sub-goals into the individual tasks. From that, I was then able to work out what my monthly, weekly and daily activities would be for the creation and realisation of that goal. So though it was quite a simple process, it gave me a feeling of control. It also meant a few hours I invested in doing that means that I now have set up the plan that I need to update my website and so far that plan is working out really, really well. So just to recap again, if you're going to look at setting a goal, then use my mapping. Put the goal in the centre, gather all your ideas relating to the goal, walk away for a while and then come back and see if there are any other ideas that come to mind having taken that short break. Then organise those ideas into big chunks and then start to work out what you need to do this month and then next month and then the month after. Then within those months, work out the same but on a weekly basis. And eventually, it comes down to working out what you're going to do on a daily basis. You'll find this approach incredibly empowering and you will feel in complete control. It does take a bit of effort, but believe me, the upfront investment will be worth it for the clarity and direction that you'll gain. So that's this week's episode of the Mind Mapping Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if so, there's plenty more where this came from. And so please do subscribe to us either in iTunes or on the blog at www.mindmappingshow.com. Do come over and visit the site because there are other interviews together with the transcriptions, as well as some useful articles and videos relating to the different issues raised in each episode. When you are over there, do say hello and let us know what you think, especially if you have a question about my mapping. And we'll see about answering that in a future edition of the show. So once again, thank you for listening. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the My Mapping Show. Thanks for listening to the Mind Mapping Show with Michael Tipper. If you like what you just heard, we hope you will pass on our web address, mindmappingshow.com where you will find archives of previous podcasts as well as other mind mapping tips, tricks, and techniques, advanced guidance, and downloadable resources. This has been a Virtus Limited production. Join us next time for the next issue of the Mind Mapping Show with Michael Tipper. And be sure to tell your friends.